and welcome to today's video. I'm Alicia and today I wanted to talk with you about priorities. In the previous video I shared a book with you that I've been reading called Feeling Good and it's a cognitive behavioral therapy book. It's basically designed to allow you to address whatever negative thought cycles and patterns and habits you have to feel happy, to feel good, to feel wonderful on a day-by-day -day basis. And ever since I started getting into this book it's been occurring to me how foundational this kind of thing is, how, how feeling good about yourself, how not engaging in self-criticism and perfectionism and all these things can, it's just, it's a foundational skill that I feel like if, if we all took the time to just feel okay inside of ourselves, then pretty much everything else in life is easier. So if I were to design some kind of chart where I figured, okay, if we just, what is the most important thing? Um, what's more important than productivity? What's more important than earning money, et cetera? If I were to go back to the very, basically I'm envisioning this as like a hierarchy. Um, so the further upstream you get, what is like the top tier thing? And that to me is emotional mastery in the sense that, uh, I used another word for it actually, I called it inner health. So inner health would be basically just, just feeling happy. And there are different metrics that you can use to, to, to analyze this, but, um, not experiencing, uh, frequent negative emotions or um, negative self-talk or, or things like that. And there are things that you can do to improve that, um, in addition to therapy or, um, like CBT is something that I'm currently into. Um, there's mindfulness and gratitude practices are basically it, um, that I, that I'm aware of also having positive input, so if you're reading books that make you feel good, if you're around people that make you feel good, if you're listening to podcasts that make you feel good or watching YouTube videos that make you feel good, that would be a way to um, increase your emotional health. But um, the point that I'm trying to make is once I realized that to me, and I, I feel like this is not just a me thing. This feels like an, something that would apply to, to many people. I hate to make crazy generalizations like this is the one ultimate truth for everyone. But having, if you had no one, if you were totally alone, you had to live off the rest of your life with nothing, total aloneness, just you, the universe. Sounds grim, but work with me for a second. If that was the case, the, the most foundational thing is to feel okay. Like to feel whole and accepting and uh, happy. Uh, so and everything else flows from there. So, uh, you know, having better relationships and, and things like that is great. It's fabulous. Having money is great. It's fabulous. But if you don't have that inner health, none of that is really going to matter. You can have all the money in the world, but no inner health. It's going to be a problem. You can have a great relationship, no inner health. You're not going to be a good partner. You're not going to get value from the relationship to the extent that you could. You're not going to be grateful, etc. So where this connects to priorities is I feel often that one of my biggest problems in life is an inability to manage priorities or to misprioritize things. So one thing that I'm really good at is I'm very curious. So I'm really good at passion. I'm really good at having an idea, getting excited about that idea, and then doing the thing. So I've never in my memory of existing on this planet lacked for enthusiasm or curiosity or excitement about something. And I, I know this isn't uh, everyone's experience because there are people I know who, um, who lack this inside of themselves. They lack a general enthusiasm or interest in, in things or the curiosity doesn't go very far. And that's something that they have to develop. But for me, this has always been sort of a superpower. It's, it's uh, something that I've always had 
easily. For me, that's like a 10 out of 10. However, it can get me into trouble because my problem is, is I can get passionate about like anything really easily. So this means sometimes that I get passionate about things that aren't that important. So I might just get really enthusiastic about a totally random project that's probably not going to make my life that much better, but I just, I just get obsessed. I get really focused and I spend countless hours working on said thing, whatever said thing happens to be probably come up with tons of examples, like, um, things that are, it's not that they're not useless. So I, I had an obsessive burst once upon a time where I was learning Japanese. So I learned the hiragana alphabet. I learned a handful of kanji symbols and, um, basic speaking things that was that's not a useless skill, but it had no relevance to my life, really. It wasn't like if I were to say, okay, is it more important to be happy or to learn Japanese? It's like, well, I should probably figure out the happy thing before I just follow an obsessive interest. So I have this tendency, since I get excited about things so easily, I have a ten- tendency to misprioritize things and put that energy into something that isn't as useful as it should be. I have an enormous amount of energy to put towards the things that I'm interested in. But the problem is that I don't, uh, I don't know what goes where in order of importance. Should I put all my money in or my my money? (laughs) Should I put all my uh, interest in earning money? Should I put all my focus into not all, but like, um, it's like, it feels like this juggling act because there are lots of areas of life that mean things to me. So for example, um, earning money, um, like being able to have a sense of purpose and meaning, being healthy. Um, I'm just looking at the, I'll show you the sheet that I'm looking at right away. Um, having time abundance, et cetera. There are all these things and they feel like balls that I'm juggling. Which one is the most important? I can't tell because they're all up in the air. So I wanted to sit down today and have a 90 minute focused, unbroken block of time to just, I didn't even know what I was trying to do. I just knew that I was trying to get a bunch of stuff out on paper and I was just trying to get a grip. I I just wanted to feel like I had a little bit more control over like the, the chaos that I sometimes feel I exist in. So I dumped a bunch of things on the paper, basically just my first page looks something like this. Maybe you can see it's basically just a mind map of um, different areas of life that seem important. I'm not sure that probably wasn't focusing on the camera. Um, But so I have like time management, having goals, um, time, freedom, sense of purpose, et cetera. So I just brain dumped a bunch of stuff. And then I started on the next page. I said, okay, what's the hierarchy? Like if I, if I had to create, it's kind of like a food pyramid or like a reverse food pyramid. If I had to, order things in importance. What order would I put them in? So the second page, um, again, you're probably not going to be able to see this too clearly, but um, I started playing around with hierarchies. If if there was like a top level thing, I already know that in, in my mind, the top level thing is emotional health. It's just overall sense of well-being, happiness. So that, that to me is an obvious top. Um, and that eventually got me to something that looked like this. So it's a work in progress, um, but looking at this, and I'll explain what's on this in, in a moment. I have a lot more, uh, I have a bigger sense of comfort and security now after the 90 minute session of just going through this than I did before. And that was my aim. So what I basically ended up doing is created a six tier hierarchy of importance. So if I were to do nothing else, if I were to, uh, like if there was the one thing, um, there's like, this reminds me of, I think there actually is a book called the one thing and I've read it. Um, but that was a while ago. Um, essentialism. If I were to just take one thing and improve it, it would be my relationship with myself. That is like absolute top tier key. I've already talked about that. So it's like, okay, what's the next thing? And is there, 
in the next tier, are there things of equal importance? Is there multiple things or is it just one? And what I came up with is second tier, most important, are relationships. Because if you had nothing else but inner health and close relationships, meaningful relationships with other people, that's a, that's that's some foundational stuff. Those are those are basically the things that I could see to be the most important. I cannot think of a single thing more important than your relationship with yourself and your relationship with other people. Even purpose. Um, what does purpose matter if if you don't have relationships with other people? What does money matter if you don't have a healthy relationship with yourself? Um, what does having free time matter if you don't have people you love to spend that time with, etc. So. Your relationship with yourself, to me, is top importance. Your relationship with other people, to me, is of secondary importance. So I was thinking, okay, this helps me prioritize. Because, again, if I were to direct my energy towards nothing else except relationships with others and myself, then if like, if I made those areas of my life 10 out of 10, like I felt really good about them, then virtually every other aspect of my life would improve. So I tend to get stuck on things like, um, I get really uh, focused on the details and the minutiae. So I get really obsessed with um, tidiness or passion or productivity, um, things like this, which which I put further down the list. So the thing is, is that I could be super productive, but if I'm not, if I don't have a good relationship with my myself or with others, that doesn't matter at all. But if I have a good relationship with myself and others, then it's almost like incentive to be productive or like the productive productivity follows much later. Um, so that's kind of how I was thinking through this. Um, another example is, uh, I was thinking about passion and one question that a lot of people start with, uh, when they start thinking about self-development and they start introspecting and reflecting is what am I passionate about? And it's not that this is a bad question, but I think it would be even more useful to go further upstream and think, um, what am I curious about? Because passion isn't a starting state. Passion is a state that follows several other states. So curiosity will eventually lead you to passion. But passion isn't like the starting point. It's not like most of us are just like, whoa, I'm really passionate about this. It's not like a, I'm like, man, I'm just like really obsessed with knitting before I've even knitted. It's kind of like, I wonder what it'd be like to knit a scarf. I wonder how that would go. I wonder how I'd do that. It's just a little spark of curiosity. And then down the road, if I kept doing it and I really liked it, it's like, I am obsessed with knitting people's scarves. I love it. I'm passionate about it. But passion falls curi- follows curiosity. So this is how I was thinking about creating this list. So if you're starting with a question like, what am I passionate about? And you haven't just taken time to even think about what you're curious about, what you're interested in, what just, uh, and developing that ability to be curious, then, um, you've kind of misprioritized your energy because you could focus a lot on passion, but you're probably just going to get frustrated. It's like, why am I not passionate about things? Well, it's probably because you haven't made your ability to be curious about things a 10 out of 10. So I kept thinking, okay, what's upstream of this? What's the priority? What's the real priority? What's not the shiny object distraction? For me, shiny object distractions are things like setting goals, which is why I took a little bit of a break from talking about goals because I have shifted modes a little bit. But the point of this is, I think it's a really useful exercise and I will share how I've prioritized this just because you might find it useful as a launching off point or something to kind of um, consider yourself. But I was trying to make things as simple as possible. I was like, I I need to reapproach setting goals for the year because the way I did it was 
top level down instead of bottom level up. So I was thinking about the things I wanted to accomplish, but I wasn't thinking about how do I um, learn how to have a good relationship with myself, which is more important than the, it's going to, it's going to help me with those accomplishments down the line. So, um, I, I got a, a sense of prioritization. So top tier, most important, your relationship with yourself. Second tier, your relationships with other people. Those to me are the two most important things and one follows the next. Now on the third tier, I have three different things. So I consider all of these of equal importance. I don't think anyone is more important than the other. Um, and this might change, but, but this was just the product of my 90 minute high focused session, trying to figure out my own priorities. So time, so having time to do things, um, doesn't mean having unlimited time. It just means you have the feeling of time. So if you're like, I never have time for anything, that's a problem. So time is really important, um, to, to have a sense of agency and control over your own life. Um, habits, because habits basically create your life. Your, your life is often like just a, like what you, your habits become, what is that thing that's saying or something? Your habits become your, it's like this long chain, chain of events where basically your habits are your life. Um, and basically this is the one I put in there cause it was like, okay, if you had a great relationship, if you had all like lots of time, you were curious and interested in things, but you had a heroin addiction, that would be a really big problem. That's like a bad habit, right? So having, having good habits or at the very least, like not having bad habits seems more foundational to me than even something like having good health. So health and money, I actually put on the fourth tier. So I think that even if you were overweight, but you had lots of time, great relationships, you were curious about things like maybe you like gardening, um, you have good habits, like um, you brush your teeth and you don't have a heroin addiction, you're going to live a really great life. Um, being fit gives you more energy, but it's not, and it will give you probably more happiness, but you could have a totally happy life without that. So that's why I put it later. And I felt the exact same way about money. I kept wanting to put money as more important than it was, but the more I thought about it, I was like, okay, what's more important time or money? And this is a difficult question. If I had all the time in the world, but no money, is that better than if I had all the money in the world, but no time? And ultimately I concluded yes, because if I had time, I'll figure out how to make money. It'll solve itself. Money's not that important, really. I think, um, I know a lot of people, I think it's pretty common. Um, I, I maybe have a unique experience on money because I'm an artist and I've spent a lot of my life not having much. So, uh, and there's, there's periods of my life where I've been broke, um, recent periods, in fact. So I'm pretty okay with being broke and not having money, which is a very scary thing to a lot of people. The idea of being broke is like, oh, that's like, the end of the world, but I basically have been in that state and it's not the end of the world. So it's like money isn't more important than, um, uh, like, uh, relationships, for example, or, um, good habits. It is really important, but I don't consider it as important as having something like say time. So that was why I made the decision to put money in the fourth tier health in the fourth tier. Cause I, there's another question that I like to consider. And the question is if I had $0 forever, basically starting now until the rest of my life, I had no way to earn money. I just, nothing. I was just maybe homeless. Um, or maybe I just like sleep in my parents' basement or something like that. Um, <laughs> if that was the case, if that was to be my life, how would I be happy? And could I be happy? And the answer is, of course I could. 
Um, there's ways that I can contribute value to people's lives that have nothing to do with money. So just because maybe I, it's not ideal to be living in my parents' basement or something like that, uh, that part is true. But that doesn't mean that I would be, you know, a bum, a mooch, like just a, like a slob, not doing anything with my life, not like learning things, like depressed. None of that has to be true. That's just what we associate with being broke. But none of it has to be true. I could do tons of things that require no money at all. I could help out people. I could just basically devote my life to like helping my friends out with whatever they need help with, um, like the projects. I could give my time to people and my energy to people that I care about. Um, I could go to the library and study. I could learn, um, build skills that way. Um, YouTube, the inter- there's like lots of great resources for learning and for education. So that's again, a long explanation of why I put money a little further down the priority list, because I do think I could live a totally happy functional life while being totally broke. It's absolutely possible. It's not ideal, but it's absolutely possible. So anyway, in fourth tier, along with money, along with health, I stuck having a sense of purpose and meaning. So for some people, this is God. Um, For some people, this is uh, like a feeling of just an understanding of how the universe works, a sense of uh, the way things fit together. It's like a context for your life, having having a reason to, to live. It could even be something as simple as like having, um, you know, having strong relationships with your family. But but having a sense of purpose is, is important, I think, and as probably important as having good health or having money. Um, same with self-improvement. Uh, now, if you're curious, which is a tier th- three thing for me, then... I feel as though self-improvement is just a natural follow-up to that. If you're, if you're interested in, oh, I wonder why so-and-so um, lost her job again. And then you start learning, you start introspecting, whatever. That's going to just be, that curiosity is going to be a little chain to personal development. Um, it, picking up hobbies can be like just a, another way to, to experience self-development, introspection, um, just thinking more about life. So anyway, that's my tier four stuff. And then it starts branching off into more minor things. So level five stuff for me would include things like focus, which I think um, focus is really important, but if it follows some of the others. So if you don't have money, it might be difficult for you to focus. If you don't have good health, it might be difficult for you to focus. If you don't have a sense of purpose or meaning, then maybe you're, it's going to be harder. It's, but once you have all those things, then improving your ability to focus is great. Um, experiencing passion is something that might happen at this level. Uh, making goals is something that might happen at this level. Having an interesting life. I wrote the word story. So story to me is like a tier five thing. This is where you're like, my life is interesting. I'm doing interesting things. I'm living a cool story. But this is a tier five thing too, because if you lived a pretty boring average life, <laughs> I don't, that sounds like a judgment. I don't mean it that way. But um, you have a sense of purpose, you have enough money, you're healthy, um, you're curious about things, you have hobbies, interests, friends, a loving relationship, maybe kids, things like that. That is a fabulous life. It does not need to be interesting to be fabulous. It does not need to be like a Hollywood movie to be interesting. So story to me, is just, it's a later thing. It's like, if you have those things, then story becomes, uh, it's like, oh, that's an interesting thing to explore. How could I add some adventure uh, to my life? Now, That's one that I've focused on a lot without focusing on some of these other ones too. So I get stuck on like passion and curiosity. It's like to my detriment sometimes. I also get stuck on stories sometimes to my detriment because I do tend to prioritize um, having interesting stories as opposed to, um, you know, having good relationships, which is uh, ridiculous. But that's that's what my past has been. So um, that's my tier five stuff. 
Um, and then tier six, just like some, I just wrote these ones down basically for my own reference point, because I do spend a lot of energy thinking about things like time management, things like productivity, things like organization and things like tidiness. These are all good things. These are all useful, important things, but I put a disproportionate amount of energy into optimizing those when I could be directing that I I could it's, it's a misprioritization because all the tidiness and organization in the world doesn't matter if I don't feel like I'm happy or if I have bad habits or if I don't have any time or if my health is bad um, or if I don't have a sense of purpose or if my life is really boring or have no passion. So this is a very like final layer like of, of icing on the cake kind of thing. So anyway, this chart was helpful to me to, um, I don't know if I showed it to you already, but it looks like this. Uh, it's just very simple. I expect to kind of keep playing around with this as time goes on, but I wanted to share that with you just in case you are also in the situation where you're like, what's important? How do I even set goals? What, like, what would even make a good goal? Because that's where I was. And now from this point forward, I might talk about this in tomorrow's video. We'll see how it goes. I'm interested to um, set goals based on this because my takeaway now that I have kind of these priorities laid out in front of me is if I were to do nothing else, but pick three main areas of improvement. Uh, if I was to set goals in three specific areas, it would be my, my inner health. So my, my sense of happiness and okayness with myself, my relationship with myself, that's one, um, two, my relationships with other people and three, my habits, because I feel like in those first three tiers, those are my weak points. Um, I might, if I were to get, if I were to make all of those 10 out of 10, every other area of my life would drastically improve. So my inner health, I might say like, okay, that's like a six out of 10, maybe seven out of 10. Um, it's definitely not a 10 out of 10. It's not a zero, but, um, my relationships I'd probably put around a seven because it's not that I don't have deep, strong relationships with people, but I don't put the amount of energy that I, I think that I should to my standard, um, at this moment. So I would rate that a little lower and then habits. I feel like I'm all over the place. So I don't have, um, I'm really lacking consistency in terms of my habits. I'll do things for a little bit and then I drop off. So, um, that would probably be another like six out of 10 one for me. If I were to make those 10 out of 10, um, in the next, I don't know if I were to set this as sort of like a quarterly goal, I don't know if getting 10 out of 10 is realistic in a quarter, but if I were to aim for that, then man, like my life would, would feel, even if I'm not putting most of my focus into something like making money, uh, which is important too. I don't want to say like, like all of these things are important in different ways, but instead of like, you know, if I have my, if you imagine energy is like a hundred percent, here's a hundred, it's a blob, a hundred percent blob of your energy. And I'm putting maybe 70% of it thinking about money uh, or how to like make more of it or things like that. And, um, I'm only putting, you know, 30% of energy or like even 10% towards my own personal health. And maybe 10% goes to my interest and curiosity. It, it, it's not the right mix. So the way that I would imagine it is, um, Money is important, and I don't want to forget about that, uh, especially um, going from a like a point of, of scarcity with it. But I would say the ratio would be a lot lower. It's in importance is probably like a twenty percent as opposed to an eighty percent. It is important, but it's not um, going to be the thing that gives me a good life um, and make me feel good for the next 
three months. It'll give me a sense of like greater security. It's something I definitely want to um, optimize, but there are like deeper issues and deeper problems um, to, to address as well. So it's not like I'm neglecting it. It's just, I want to make sure it's kept to its proper place. And then I'm not minimizing the importance of things like my relationships, which I have done um, I, because other things just seem more important. But now I know, now that I've like gone through this process and thought about it, there's pretty much nothing else more important than my relationships at the end of the day. So anyway, this has been a long video, so thank you if you've stuck around and hung out with me. Um, I'd love to hear your feedback, as always, like if you have your own um, kind of sense of internal priorities or, or things that, um, what would be like top tier things for you, I suppose, is, is what I'd be really interested to hear. Anyway, I'll catch up with you guys tomorrow.